Science on Surfaces. Welcome to this podcast. Today we'll talk about surface tension. We will talk about what surface tension is, uh, when and why it's important, and how to measure it. So here with me in the studio, I have Susanna Laurien. Uh, she's an expert on surface tension and related phenomena. Susanna has been working at uh, Violin Scientific around these topics for around eight years. And before that, she did her PhD on microfluidics and uh, superhydrophobic surfaces, which are uh, very much related to this as well. Uh, so welcome. Thank you. Thank it's, you for having me. It's great to have you here. Um, so let's start with the basics. Um, what is surface tension? So, I mean, surface tension is uh, a property of, of a liquid. So uh, the surface of a liquid behaves almost like an elastic sheet. And this comes from molecular interactions at the, at the surface and more, I mean, more precisely cohesive forces that affect between molecules. And cohesive. Cohesive, yes. Is. Uh, it, can you define that somehow? So, I mean, cohesive forces are between two similar molecules. Okay. And then we have um, adhesive forces, which is between two dissimilar okay. molecules. So cohesive forces are in the, in the liquid. So when we have, let's say, two water molecules interacting with each other, that's cohesive okay. force. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we think about, um, let's say, a glass of water, for example, we have uh, at, the, at the surface, we have molecules that uh, they have similar molecules on uh, their, their sides and at the bottom, but then on top, they have air molecules. Mm-hmm. So then we have cohesive forces between the water molecules, but then we have uh, adhesive forces between the uh, water and air molecules. Okay, I see. So then uh, at the surface, uh, these uh, molecules are pulled towards each other. Basically, they are pulled to the sides and to the to the bottom, basically more strongly than upwards. And that is uh, where the surface tension comes from. Mm-hmm. And the stronger these cohesive forces are, so let's think, I mean, for example, in water, we have hydrogen bonds, which are very strong bonds, those, uh, the, the surface tension of water is then higher than, for example, in oil, where we don't have that hydrogen bonding and, and the strong bonds between the two mm-hmm. molecules. Okay, I see. Uh, so if, I mean, you have probably seen an example where you have a water strider walking mm-hmm. on top of the, of the water. And I mean, that's because that can happen because of the high surface tension of water. I mean, if, if it would be oil, mm. that wouldn't happen. I mean, the water strider was, would not be able to walk on top. Mm. So, so then you're saying that water has a very high surface tension compared to many other yes, liquids absolutely. or fluids. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's actually the highest. I mean, then there is a higher one, which is mercury. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's kind of not something that you encounter every single day. But no. water has a really high surface tension compared to to most of the of the liquids. Okay, okay. Okay, so when or why is surface tension important or is it important? Yeah, I mean it's actually really important. I mean I I, I mentioned the water strider and you might not really think of it, but it's actually very important to our ecosystem that the water striders are able to walk on top. 
I mean, if we wouldn't have, uh, if, if the surface tension would be, would be much lower in water, then what would happen is that nothing would really float mm-hmm. on the surface. So they would just sank on the on the bottom mm. of the of the seas of the of the lakes lakes for example. Mm. Uh, so it's actually it would be very detrimental to our e- ecosystem if that would happen. And also, if um, I mean, if uh, the surface if we wouldn't have surface tension at all, then the water would basically just evaporate. Oh, okay. So, uh, but I mean, if we think about a little bit more like every, like real life situations, mm-hmm. we could, I mean, the, the high surface tension of water is actually very problematic to, to many, in, in many industrial processes. So if we take something really simple, like washing clothes, for example, you, you have probably all noticed that the, it's very difficult to get a stain off from the from the fabric just by using water. Mm. I mean, it's not able to penetrate and dissolve the stain. Um, then your first thought is like, okay, so let's use hot water. Mm. I ha- try a little bit, little bit higher temperature, and that's actually in the right direction because the higher temperature will decrease the surface tension of water. Oh, okay. So it's actually easier for water molecules to penetrate. But even that is not really enough. And that's why we use uh, laundry detergents that contain surfactants. So you're saying that uh, you can affect the surface tension by temperature. Yes. And by adding surfactants. Yes, so exactly. H- so how does it work with the surfactants? Uh, so basically, surfactants are surface active molecules. They have hydrophilic and hydrophobic parts. So they basically arrange themselves at the air-water interfaces so that you have the hydro- hydrophobic part in air and hydrophilic part in water. And uh, when that happens, I mean, they uh, kind of uh, go in between those water molecules. And you remember that the, the water molecules had really high cohesive forces between it, each other. Mm. But now we are putting basically a surfactant Mm-hmm. In, 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 in between. Mm-hmm. So then the, those forces at the, at the surface will become weaker. Okay. And uh, I mean, these surfactants, they can be anything. They can be polymers, proteins, or even particles. You can, can go to, to, to the surface and uh, decrease the, mm-hmm. the surface tension. And then, I mean, how effective the surfactant is is uh, meaning kind of how much uh, it can lower the surface tension is something that is, is studied a lot in in industrial uh, setting. Okay, but you're saying that you essentially you could tune the surface tension by adding yes a certain molecule. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And then it depends on the on which application areas you are like which type of molecules you would add. I mean, in food industry, you would add maybe proteins mm. so yeah okay um, and how can you measure it so there are p- basically two different methods that are are used so we have two technologies we have optical and force tensiometers and I mean optical tensiometer is you basically have a, a light source and then you have a camera and in between you have a, a, a needle where you have your water droplet coming out. And uh, you can co- you can probably kind of imagine that higher the surface tension, bigger 
droplets you can make so because you have this elastic yes, sheet you have, surrounding yes, or exactly the that is kind of holding it together yeah and then uh, i mean it's it's all of course done with the software but the basically the software is able to then fit a curvature around that that droplet and then uh, is able to kind of calculate from the like how big of a droplet you are able to make okay. of how high the surface tension is okay um, then the other technology uh, force uh, tensiometry is uh, uh, is based on the very sensitive balance so you basically have a, a, a an instrument where and you have your your sample in a, in a cup and then you hang uh, some kind of a probe uh, usually it's made of platinum on the on the balance and then you immerse that probe on the on the liquid and then you kind of try to pull that probe up from the liquid and then you measure how much force is needed to 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 pull the probe okay and then of course the higher the the surface tension then more force it will affect on the probe and and higher the the, the mass that is uh, measured by the by oh. the balance oh, okay okay so this is something that um that is maybe more traditional way of measuring is it important tension. like you mentioned platinum is that Yes, it's very important that uh, the, the, to choose the material that is um, uh, wetted completely, meaning that we don't have. I mean, it's uh, we don't have any any contact angle between uh, the, the probe and the liquid, mm-hmm. so that it's uh, it uh, pulls the liquid uh, up mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. Okay, so the and there you would have the adhesive. Force, yes right? exactly yeah, yeah that's true yeah yeah that's true yeah oh. okay so if you compare these two uh, how long do these measurements take typically i mean they are typically very quick to do i mean um op- i mean maybe optical method is even a little bit quicker but i mean we are talking anyway about minutes oh okay so it's it's and but then then of course there's there are some situations where you would really like to i mean you would like to measure um surface tension as a function of time so if you think about for example when you have those surfactants in the in the liquid but uh, i mean it it might take a while for surfactant molecules to actually come to the air water interface i mean Mm. if you are making a drop Mm -hmm. at the end of the needle you are creating that interface at that moment Mm. so then it will uh, take a while for the molecules to actually arrange themselves at mm. the air water interface mm. so uh, then you might need to i mean you might want to actually measure as long as you can see that the the, the surface tension is stable because that's actually the surface tension of the liquid oh, so measure until it has stabilized yeah it, yeah, it, yeah yeah until it has stabilized to to a certain value basically oh. yeah and how long i mean, I what, mean what would be a long time for that to... uh, i mean I would say, I mean, I know that some people are measuring like hours. Oh, okay. But it's uh, you can usually see in the curve that it's it's way too long. I mean, usually it takes like thirty minutes or something maximum. For I mean, it depends on the size of mm. the surface active molecules. Like how how long does it take for them to kind of diffuse on the to mm. the to the interface? So what about evaporation in that period? Yes, I mean that's absolutely something that you need to take into account. So then you there are different ways of then doing the measurement so that you can 
get around that. But yes, of course, you can't have a droplet hanging at the end of the needle for for three hours. No. I mean, it will it will evaporate. Yeah. So yeah, there are other other ways to to go around that. Then. So uh, I was thinking about situations where surface tension is relevant. You, mm. mentioned, you already mentioned like a cleaning yes. situation. Are there any other situations where this would? I- I mean, it, it is actually very relevant anywhere where you would uh, have surfactants in the in 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 your uh, liquid. So we can go from food industry, as I uh, briefly mentioned, uh, paint manufacturing. We, I mean, in paints there are a lot of different type of additives that uh-huh. you have to have to add <coughs> to the paint to get the consistency. Mm-hmm. And and even in oil industry, there are a lot of. I mean, there are, whenever you have basically interfaces between mm. liquid and air or two different liquids mm. so then it's it's meaningful mm. but if you take the paint scenario mm. why would it matter i mean you want to there are, there are several uh, things of course i mean if you have uh, a paint that is composed of different substances and you want to be able to have them i mean it, the paint has to be uh, like one uh, solution it can't be like something and then something else on top yeah, yeah and i mean course. actually when you buy a, 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 a paint you you can you have to kind of you mix, have to mix it, it yes because yeah. they will separate to, to some extent but then uh, you need to be able to mix them back as one mm. otherwise you will have your uh, walls looking very weird if you have <laughs> <Yeah>. different <laughs> oils and, and waters <laughs> so I mean you have to have them have them together mm. so that's uh, kind of uh, what what is uh, why people and I mean of course there are other issues as well I mean how well the paint will actually um, actually spread uh, on the surface okay I mean, that's a little bit out of the scope here, but then, I mean, of course, the, the surface tension of paint affects mm. there. Mm. So the surface tension is related to the paint behavior, both yes. as a solution or yes. yeah. whatever. And, and, and on the surface. And on the yes, surface. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Could you Could you take like a case example? Is it possible or? Yeah, I mean, there are, I mean, we talked about clothes, I mean, washing clothes already. I mean, that's one area where people are uh, or industries are are looking for new solutions. Because, I mean, if you wash your clothes, um, there is a a big need to be able to do that in lower temperatures. I mean, there are two reasons. One is, of course, to save energy. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is that, I mean, if you if you can use, uh, let's say, just 20 degrees it will actually wear your clothes much less than if you need to use 60 degrees right so then there are companies that are developing these detergents that need to develop new surfactants that are able to operate at those low uh, temperatures so uh, and i mean this goes uh, with all surfactant development as well in the sense that i mean there are some surfactants are actually really bad for for environment so to make uh, surfactants that um, are more environmentally friendly that's also a very big topic so um, i mean there are a lot of examples then we can also look at the uh, like very simple uh, thing to look at in industrial setting is how much surfactant you have to use mm-hmm. 
So that's also an environmental aspect and also 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 a cost issue because I mean these surfactants they can be actually very expensive. So how much you have to add that surfactant to lower the surface tension? Mm. I mean less uh, the better, mm. both from an environmental perspective. I mean if you think that they are toxic, so of course if you can use them less, that's mm. good. Mm. And then also on the on the cost side, I mean if they are expensive additives that you need to add so you want to use as little as possible mm. so that's something that you can then measure with the like how much do i have to add because at some point you will reach when you're adding more surfactants at some point you will reach the 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 level where it doesn't affect the surface tension anymore mm-hmm. so is that the level that you're looking for exactly yes yes so basically it you can call it like cmc measurement so it's critical mice concentration measurement without going into the details of that measurement but basically what we are looking we are looking at like uh, how much surfactants should we add to reach that lowest possible surface tension and then after that it doesn't change yeah, anymore it doesn't change anymore mm. exactly so yeah. okay so that's what you're looking for um so are there any particular challenges involved in these measurements i mean of course there's always just challenge when you are using measurements so one is is high viscosity Mm -hmm. so people i mean we have been talking a lot about water and water i mean adding surfactants to water but then there are a lot of different processes where you would actually want to uh, uh you would want to measure something that is not anymore water it could be oils um, and then the viscosities can actually be really, really high. Mm. And then, uh, I mean, both optical and force methods, they are based on the idea that there's some kind of a flow of liquid. I mean, you need to be able to push it through the through the needle so that you can form the drop, mm-hmm. or you need to be able to pull it up with the, with the platinum probe. Mm. So there ne- you need to have that flow. I mean, there are some ways, I mean, we can by changing, for example, the, the tip of the needle that we are using, we can a little bit uh, affect on how high viscosities we can measure. But I mean, I have even heard uh, people wanting to measure things like peanut butter. Oh, so you would never <laughs> think that a peanut butter would be even a liquid. No. And uh, and then it's I mean, to be honest, I don't know how you could measure <laughs> peanut butter. I mean, it, it, it starts to be a bit too thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, that's that's fascinating. But then how would you I mean, how would you address the viscosity challenge? Is there a way to address it or will you just I mean, you can't measure well, it. Well, yeah, I mean there are there are some some things that you can do. So as I mentioned, you can think about the d- different uh I mean sizes of the tips that you are using and the, even the shapes of the tips mm. and maybe the material that you are using, but I mean, there is some limit. It's mm. really difficult to say because it's not only uh, depending on the vi- on the viscosity. There is mm. also like the density issue, like how dense mm. is the liquid. So you you can't really tell like exact um, limit that this is the, mm. the viscosity that you can go to. Mm. So it's really, I mean, you mm. need to test. Mm. Of course. Yeah. So, and these are the biggest challenges or are there any other... I mean, I would say they are maybe the biggest. Then, of course, there are a lot of these. I mean, um, we need to think about when we are measuring, especially the water-based solutions. 
I mean, this is very sensitive technique. We need to look at, the, I mean, if there's any kind of impurities oh, of course. In, the, in the liquid. That would have an yeah. impact, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, the impurities, whatever they are, they would actually behave exactly like surfactants. Mm. So they would also go to the interface and lower the surface tension. Okay. So the when you when people um, take like they I mean if you take clean water let's say you take the tap water, uh, I mean I can't tell you what kind of surface tension you will get from tap water because I have no idea what kind of tap water you have here in Sweden mm. for example. So mm. and it can be very different from mm. uh, what what you have in some some other. Uh, countries so mm. the the surface tension value will definitely be different mm. so you need to be very uh, careful that you know what you're actually measuring and you're not adding any unwanted impurities mm. into into your liquids that you are measuring i see yeah and that is that's not something that the measurement method can do anything about it's more like a no, sample preparation no exactly yeah i mean mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's it's kind of meant to detect yeah. that <laughs> yeah. that impurity so you can't get rid of it in that sense yeah it's certainly a challenge for the uh, user yes i mean of course i mean you just need to you need to be sure that you know what you are measuring mm. absolutely mm. anything else that is challenging No, I mean, of course, then we talked about a little bit about the temperature. So you need to take that into account. So, I mean, if you want to be very, very precise with your measurements, I mean, that's not something that you necessarily always have to do when you are measuring. But in some cases, I mean, if you measure at 20 or 30 or even higher, let's say 50 degrees, then, I mean, there is a slight effect mm-hmm. on on uh, surface tension. So then that's something that you might want to... Uh, consider if you start to see that why do I have this variation from day to day I mean it it could be an issue Mm. and then of course I mean now that I come to think of it air conditioning oh and oh I mean the flow of air I mean if you are if you think about the droplet of water hanging at the end of the needle Mm. if you have a lot of um, airflow around you will just see it in a droplet shaking at the end of the mm. uh, end of the needle or if we think about the force system you have very very sensitive balances mm. so if somebody is jumping in, in, oh. uh, i mean in front of the instrument the balance can detect that so i mean you need to think about of course also a little bit i mean which type of environment you are doing the measurements especially if you want to be very very precise yeah course uh, and I think in particular then if you do those 30 minute measurements yes absolutely then you need to I mean you mentioned also the evaporation I mean that's uh, that's something that we can kind of come around but yes of course that's mm-hmm. something that you need to consider mm-hmm. mm. so what about the future of these measurement will it keep being important surface tension Yes, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, it's uh, it's so fundamental measurement and it's fundamental property of the liquid. And it's it is really so, I mean, when you add surfactants in the system, that's basically what you are trying to gain. You are trying to gain that reduction in surface tension. So, of course, you have to measure it. Mm. But then uh, I would say if we think about the two methods, I mean, the force tensiometry has really been the method that 
This was the have... one with the platinum. Yes, yeah. exactly. So this is, I mean, uh, be, this is this is really the method that people have been using in the past, mostly. Mm-hmm. And there is some, there are ver- various reasons. I mean, one is that it's uh, it's well, it's the older method, and in that sense, it, it has been maybe a little bit more established. And then if we think about like standards, we actually have uh, standards that uh, are using, I mean how you measure surface tension of liquid by using force tensiometry. Oh, okay. So you can, uh, so uh, there actually hasn't been so many standards for optical method. Mm. But now we have started to see those one as well. And I actually think that the optical method will probably start to be the dominating one Mm. in the future. I mean, there are few things that uh, are kind of talking for that method. And one is uh, the the fact that it's so easy to control the contamination because you can use disposable tips for example you take the small amount of your sample into that tip Mm. that you can be sure that it's clean Mm -hmm. and then you make your measurement Mm. whereas with the force tensiometry you have the measurement cup Mm. which has to be cleaned Then you have your probe, the platinum. So the cup is where you have your where you have your solution basically. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. that's dirty, then your solution will be dirty. Of course. And then the platinum uh, ring or a plate, what you are the, the probe that you are using for mm. for, for the measurements, uh, you need to to clean that. Yeah. Of course. And then also the shape of that probe is very important. I mean, if you if you kind of if it's not uh, if the the dimensions change then it's not, you, the calculations go wrong. Oh, okay. So then uh, those probes can be quite, quite fractal. So that's why people, it's it's maybe, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think for, uh, for that reason, the optical tensiometry is probably going to be more, more and more used. Mm-hmm. You can also use much less sample okay. in the optical method. Okay. So if you are measuring, let's say, some biological... Uh, fluids for example you probably don't have huge amounts of mm. those no. to spare so then uh, you can take a really small drop it's few i mean it's basically few microliters okay that yeah, you need small yeah and then in the in the in the measurement cup i mean you you need milliliters okay. so yeah there are some changes and i i would say that uh, that optical is probably the 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 method for the for the future mm. in a sense when you talked about uh, the force approach having mm. been used for a longer time mm. uh, roughly how long time are we talking about and what is like the time difference between the two well i think the optical is probably i mean they have both been around for uh, decades now okay But I mean, I would say uh, probably the force is like from the beginning of nineteenth, uh, nineteen uh, hundred. Yeah, and, yeah, and oh. then the uh, the optical kind of came uh, a bit later. Because of the, course you need cameras and like yes, all the I mean, cameras and and, uh, and all, all of that. that. And with the with the force, it's really just the balance. Mm. Uh, so uh, and and. I mean, of course, I, I don't know how sensitive the balance was at that time. I, I mean, it's it's very mm. high technology at the at in the modern instruments at the moment. But mm. but uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Thanks. Learned a lot. Good. So I think that's what we had for this uh, episode. Uh, so um, thanks for listening uh, to this episode with me, Marlene Edvardsson, and uh, Susanna Laurien from uh, Biolin Scientific. 
and um, I would also like to take the opportunity to mention to those of you who are listening or watching that if you're interested in surface science and related phenomena uh, you should check out our blog the surface science blog thank you <laughs>